1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: First and 10 at
3: the 19. Allen back. Flushed out. Throws on the run to his right to Cook. The running back slithering across the goal line. Touchdown, Buffalo. Pretty play. Yeah, it wasn't just James Cook on the ground; he was catching footballs as well. Two for forty-two through the air. That touchdown right here on one hundred five three. Of the fan, and of course, on the ground, twenty-five for one seventy-nine, seven yards a carry. And the Bills, as a team, ran it forty-nine times for two sixty-six. Right down your throat. All your yapping and all your talking, and Tank Lawrence. I'm just going to punch you. Punch. Tank is always that UFC fighter before the fight. Like, you know you're going to get some chaos. You know you're going to get some good sound bites, especially this past UFC event. My word. And then you go up against, like, an actual legit opponent. And I thought that Buffalo was still going to be fragile. You're No one had the Buffalo Bills, like, beating you up.
4: We're previewing oh, yeah.
3: Josh Allen. Is Stephon Diggs going to continue to be quiet. Now, you were talking about... James Cook, to your credit, a lot last week. But no one, I mean, even Dan Orlovsky, but man, was Dan talking and rubbing it in our faces yesterday on social media. Even he was saying, if the Bills win this game, Josh Allen will be the front runner for MVP. And he was trying to say Josh Allen was going to be the factor, like he usually is in all of their games. But let's look at this coordinator change, too, from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. Trying to take stuff off of Allen's plate.
5: Yeah, Joe Brady is uh, has Joe been Brady. running the ball a lot more Yeah, Joe Brady. Uh, he's been running the ball a lot more than Ken Dorsey yet. Now, Ken Dorsey didn't just like neglect the run, um, but it, it's something that Joe Brady has been a lot more committed to. Is using James Cook. He, they, I think they, their rush attempts per game have gone up something like six or seven since uh, over the Ken Dorsey average. So. They've been a lot more committed to running the ball. And and they knew yesterday you couldn't stop – Dallas couldn't stop it. And because Dallas couldn't stop it, they weren't going to stop attacking it. And next week, get ready because Miami is going to look at this tape and go, why shouldn't we run the ball 60 times? And they run the ball as effectively as anybody in the NFL.
3: With Raheem Mostert setting touchdown records.
5: Yeah, this is what, they, this is what they're going to have coming their way and Devon Achan and everything that he's done. I am – terrified of what that defense is going to look like running around chasing Miami next week. The speed just in general, whether it be in the backfield or throwing the ball or whatever else. This was brutal.
3: Miami won yesterday, dominated without Tyreek. Without Tyreek in embarrassing the New York Jets. So, people are trying to figure out if this is the worst star up in the 13-year history of the Sean and RJ program. This year, I was going back to the San Fran game. Because people are saying, which game was worse, San Fran or this? My star-ups for San Francisco after that California humiliation. California. Dak touchdown touchdown to Turpin on third and four. I guess he was showing some touch on that pass. Hankins. Look at that. Hankins third and two deflection on the second drive. I had a star-up for a deflection. Jordan Lewis stripped McCaffrey on the Dallas two. After Tony Pollard had a fumble, and then I have a first down Cowboy tush push. So, basically nothing. I, I I have, like, plays that start a star up. Like, yesterday I started one for Stephon Gilmore early on against Diggs. Big pass breakup. But it does not get completed. So, that's a pretty pathetic star up from the San Francisco game. Here's my star up for yesterday. We'll figure out whether it's more or less. Zach Martin defending Dak, Gilmore versus Diggs on third and three. He also had some coverage on Stefan in the end zone, but they got wiped out on the tank penalty. And then Brandon Aubrey still perfect. So this is the worst star up of the season by my grading in my assessment. By my
5: grading in my assessment, and I just had to go back and look as well. This is not as bad as San Francisco. Not quite the, game, uh,
3: the, the overall game or just your star ups?
5: just the star ups. Uh, I mean, the overall game was much worse against San Francisco, too. But uh, the star up that game, I had Jonathan Hankins as well. Jonathan Hankins really cleaned up in that San Francisco game. You know, I, I mean, he was the only one who showed up. And then I had Jordan Lewis because I think Jordan Lewis had a couple pass breakups in that game and look up. But that was all I had. So I had two. I've got a few here, at least. Oh, all right. Zach Martin as well. Same sort of thing. Stephon Gilmore, same thing. I did think that when given the opportunity, it wasn't great on offense yesterday. I thought Tony Pollard ran well yesterday. Like I thought the the opportunities that he got, it was just it's unfortunate that the Cowboys were out of this game so quickly and were so inept throwing the ball that it didn't really matter. But I thought Tony Pollard running the ball was good. And then I'm gonna give a star up for the guy who stepped in for Zach Martin. I thought TJ Bass played well. And being asked to play, you know, on short notice, an undrafted free agent, not getting you killed. With the interior pressure i thought was was important and so i've got four right there and then everything else in the game is a star down every single last thing other than that those are the four that you can say star up to i think
3: here's uh mike mccarthy comparing this game to what happened against the niners i'm sorry this is dak prescott uh doing the
2: comparison no i thought it was much different in this game from early i mean Obviously, you can say, yeah, the, the, the penalty hurt us after, you know, saying get the late hit on me, to, or the penalty of those guys backing me up. But but that's kind of the difference in those two games alone. We weren't doing that in San Fran. We didn't do that. We didn't have that response in San Fran. So proud of that, for one. Proud, proud of the, the fight, the aggressiveness, staying that way. But we just didn't, didn't execute. And, and as I said, they, they beat us in the formula. I mean, they got up on us and continued to, to control the ball, control the possession, kill the clock. And we didn't convert on our third downs, which was something we've been great at all year. And then you look up and I mean, I don't I don't even know how many plays we had, but it doesn't feel like a lot. And yeah, I mean, that's that's been our way of winning the game. So so they just beat us in the formula. They did a hell of a job of it. All three phases. We didn't help ourselves in the first half with some penalties. I missed the throw. Right. That, that's four plays right there that those go the other way. Who knows what we're talking about right now? But but that's the National Football League, especially when you're playing a team like this.
3: So, it sounds like Dak is saying San Francisco was a worse game, and you and I agree. Yeah. I, we, we, we agree with him.
5: Yeah, it was absolutely a worse game. Look, I mean, they were awful Because yesterday. of the buildup
3: and the hype against
5: the 49ers, right? Yeah, it was all your focus. Like, like that was that was your entire season. That was the, this is our Super Bowl, basically, the way they talked about it. And so, I, I think that that one was worse just because they, they went out there and Dak kind of referenced it there. <laughs> I hesitate using words like this because I know people can get offended by it. But, I mean, the reality is Dak just sort of referenced it. they were – that was sort of a gutless performance against San Francisco. They didn't have a lot of fight. And that's one of the things that Dak said was different right there it was like, no, we we had give up against – because the question that led into that, I believe, was somebody saying, you know, you had talked about how you guys didn't fight enough in San Francisco. Do you felt like that was the case again today? And I think that that is the difference is there was some,
3: some edge to them. They just got beat. They got the snot beat out of them. Start down to the defense and the run D. James Cook had 104 rushing yards in the first half. He had 42 receiving yards. Y'all, 146 in the first half? He beat Damone Clark for a touchdown catch. And let me, let me pour one out for Damone Clark. Because the worst play in this entire game, the number one play that epitomized everything, and I couldn't tweet it right in the moment because Damone got hurt on it. It looked like Damone Clark got caught in a Texas tornado, picked up, carried down the field, dropped on his back, and then gets slammed by a 300-pound body right in the ribs. I'm going to pick you up. CT Johnny Bananas for you Challenge fans. If anyone gets the reference, I'll buy you a beer next time I see you. Damone Clark gets picked up, carried, dropped, and then crushed. And I was like, I'm like at my TV, like, oh, my, oh, oh, my word. That was the play that epitomized yesterday. Insult and then injury at the end of it. Damone Clark gets beat for that cooked touchdown catch. Um... There was a somersault. Freaking James Cook did a somersault on us going into the end zone for 24 yards. That made it 31-3, to and the man dropped a second touchdown that he should have had. So, star down, pants down, manhood down, toughness down, run down defense and we've been talking about that for years around here
5: yeah that's been if you want to talk about and I had mentioned this in the pregame show yesterday that when you when you take a look at all the good things Dan Quinn's done and all the different things Dan Quinn's repaired from previous administrations and previous defenses that the Cowboys have had it's light years different in a number of ways the one area where it's still not is the run defense for several years now they have poor reads they over-pursue. They leave cutback lanes. That's something that, regardless of the volume, the amount that teams are trying to run the ball on them, Dallas still struggles with that. Like, for instance, the, the fact that yesterday, this is, is the it first...
3: A, is it a team makeup thing where we should give them a little bit of a pass where they just said, this is how we're building our team. Like, the Indianapolis Colts under Peyton Manning were light and fast, and they were going to come around the edges to rush the passer with Freeney and Mathis. Um, certain NBA teams are like, we're not going to have a big team. The Mavericks... Um, two years ago, cause they didn't make the playoffs last year, two years ago, we're saying it's no secret. We are going to bomb away from three. We're going to stand outside with Maxie and our bigs and we're going to shoot threes. Is this Cowboys defense just totally built to not stop the run by design in a passing league?
5: I mean, they are, so they do have smaller linebackers like that. That's some of the issue right there. Um, But I do think that a lot of their problems extend past just the the play style. Like like when, when the, issues, the issues, when you're Marquise Belling 215 pounds or you're Damone Clark and you're a lighter linebacker or whatever else, that shouldn't affect your ability to read it right. Like the fact that they all, they, they seem to just fill the wrong gaps consistently. They they read the blocking incorrectly. They leave these big cutback lanes. Like that's just a discipline issue. That That's not a, I, I don't think a play style issue.
3: The other thing that epitomized all that that we're talking about the Cowboys got involved in, like, two pileups yesterday, which Tolos were right about this, too. Can we can we blow forward progress dead at some point in the National Football League? If you're going to allow the tush-push crap, can we blow the forward progress dead? But the Cowboys got involved in, like, two pileups, and their net yardage on that was about minus 13. They got pushed backwards in a seven-yard pileup. They got pushed backwards in another. That will tell you early on what what makeup. Your squad has that will tell you early on what type of fight your team has. Because there, if there's a pile up and there's a push, push confrontation, the Cowboys will lose the tug of war. Josh Allen scored on a touchdown that made it scoring drives of 11 plays, 11 plays and then 12 plays from the Buffalo offense. 11, 11 and 12 play scoring drives. I mean, it, yeah, it was just, it was pathetic. And, and it's funny. I remember the, like the Cowboys actually got lucky that progress got called in the moment. Mozzie had Josh Allen. Josh Allen broke out of it for a sack, but they called the play dead.
5: Yeah. And so that boy, that was when they, when he broke out of that initially and I didn't, I was at a bar. You couldn't hear the, the TV turned up very loud. You Shocker. couldn't hear the, the whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with the Tolos. but you, uh, I, I couldn't hear the whistle for a So I just thought he had broken out of it and I was about to lose my mind. Like you, you can't you you've got to be kidding me the one time you get this opportunity this happens but the James Cook run on the I think it was on the opening drive the one where he carried the pile like six yards and that whole like rugby push occurred that was something where that was the first indication I had of the day where I was like uh-oh like they might be in trouble here I mean I don't know if about for you we we were discussing this when we were at, we were at underdogs we we're trying to figure out all right, is the game over yet? Or game may be over. Got to take off. W- at what point did you feel like in this game, you're like, all right, they're not winning this game today? Because I kind of felt like when Buffalo went down on that first drive, I felt like I don't know that Dallas is stopping them today.
3: Oh, no, I was like, it's going to be a shootout. Like, I thought the under was really, really low. I had the Cowboys, the only one in here that got it wrong. Uh, you guys picked Buffalo. I had the Cowboys, like, in a shootout. I'm like, all right, this is going to go back and forth. Like, when I saw Cooks get open and Dak missed him, I'm like, okay, that's there. Like, Dak, yeah. Dak will... Pick it up. Um, I don't know. Maybe like maybe 24 to 3, 21 to 3, 24 <laughs> to 3 is when I said this is now over. It
5: was, When it was 21-3, I, I remember because Dallas had just got the ball back with like a minute and a half left in the first half. And it was like, okay, you're going to get the ball coming out of the second half. Do something. Just get points. Get a field goal. And then you can come out the second half, get a touchdown. And now you're within a score and you're within striking distance. And when that didn't happen, it was like, okay, this is, this is
3: probably over. Let's talk about all the little things. All the little things, including Mike McCarthy with the Stephon Diggs Challenge and all you whiners and all you crybabies that want to do nothing but blame the referees and take zero accountability for your own football team. This next segment is for you.
0: So which is it, waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe? Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Sam Martin, oh, that one's nearly, that was tipped. Flag down, though, they didn't get the ball, and they ran into the kicker. Turpin caught it at the 30 running around and tackled at the 25 and sam williams who was that they that's twice
2: they've been that close to blocking it but sam williams didn't get the ball and he did get the punter i think that's going to be the big personal foul whooping the kicker
0: defense for the 54. the 15-yard penalty automatic first down all right,
3: let me defend by far my most controversial take from yesterday's game here on Sean and RJ. Bobby Belt Cowboys insider in Chop's chair for the week. Thank you for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. We're doing calls at 640. I, I can't wait any longer. Y'all need to vent. You want to vent. We'll open up the phone lines at 640 here on uh, Sean and RJ. And, of course, Star Up, Star Down brought to you by the Big Green Egg and Ciroc Vodka bringing you the fan replay. My most controversial take yesterday was not being mad at Sam Williams for this penalty. And I'll tell you why. I never blame. I think it's way too unfair for the defender to be expected not to make contact when you're that close to a pump block. It's like the margin for error is so small. You're that close And you run into the guy. Because if you make contact with the football, if you block it and destroy the punter, it's not a flag. Mm -hmm. It, like, totally wipes out any roughing, any penalty towards the punter. The problem with Sam Williams is he didn't make the contact with the football. I don't know how he missed it. But Sam being that close and running into the punter, I did not have a big problem with. Now, Greg Olson immediately talked about special teams technique. And that's what all the Tolos lit me up with. Greg Olson saying, you never leave your feet. You're not supposed to leave your feet. Shreve, do you not watch football? I thought you watched more football than Choppy and Bobby. Clearly, that is not the case. And I said, guys, people leave their feet, jump and dive all the time to block punts. I don't know where Greg Olson came up with this. And I know that he played and I can't even, you know, have a competitive game in Madden. But I just YouTube for, like, in a commercial break real quick. I'm like, pump block highlights. And I call basketball. Like, Am I out of my mind that people leave their feet all the time to block punts? And they do. So, Sam Williams running into the punter being that close, I I did not have a problem. And nobody criticized the Cowboys' stupidity, lack of discipline, and penalties more than I do. I did not have a problem with that play for that very reason. My problem is, were you scared of the football? Like did you like do a little dodge and sidestep? But Sam has made special teams plays like that this season. Earlier in the year, that was my big hot take apparently controversy that I tweeted out. Does any of that make sense to you?
5: It does. Um because and I think the leaving the feet thing there there is language in the rule book about leaving the feet, but I think it's about like you can't leap over Defenders when trying to block a punt, so you can't like leap over them and leave your feet.
3: Dive at the punter to block all the time. Now, now one of the things is the, so the. You're saying I do watch more
5: football. The the coaching technique a lot of times for guys on special teams is that they don't want them leaving their feet. Like that's a coaching point a lot. Yeah. Like they say because you. Risk, you know, roughing the kicker or whatever else.
3: If you run through it, stay on your feet, easier to avoid the punter. Yeah,
5: they. a lot of times people coach work to the side of the punter and move your hands back to the side, that that's what they'll coach up. But, man, this was – I kind of wonder, when you ask, you know, why did he he miss the ball, you don't know how he missed the ball, do you think the the over-insistence on, Sam, you got to pull it back, do you think he, he hesitated at all? I don't know. And because of that didn't go – you know, full you, bore you, in there.
3: You would know that. You you have been saying more than anyone what they tell Sam. And and you tweeted, you know, hadn't seen one of these from Sam in a long time. Guess he was due. It had been a minute. But I, I do kind of wonder
5: when I saw him because it, it looked like he he almost hesitated or he didn't, like, like he was going like 90% at the end or something. And I wonder if it just got in his head a little bit like, oh, can't hit the guy. Got to pull up a little if I'm not going to block this punt. But. Man, if you're gonna go in there, go big or go home. Because yeah, if you if you block the punt, you can run right through the guy. Yeah. And so just make sure you you get the ball. That was a huge play. Huge. Oh, and there's the Dak overthrow on good morning football right now. That oh.
3: was so that that was my defense of Sam. Roughing penalty gave Buffalo the first down. Uh never jumped to block. Now let's talk about the rest of the penalties. Peyton, how many penalties penalties do you think were in this football game total yesterday? Let me go with ten, Bobby. You think it's more or less than ten
5: total? Um, I think it's probably less because I remember I was caught off guard at one point in the second half when I saw it was like five total,
3: six total penalties. (laughs) I like more. All by the Cowboys, right? uh, Five and one. That's right. Now I will say this before I blast all the crybabies. That take it to referees every week. It's just getting more and more and more Peyton. and more and more. Peyton and the rest, of the rest of the other Cowboy fans, for Buffalo to run it forty nine times and have one hold, that does not add up. That just doesn't make that that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so that that would appear to be a lack of holding penalties on Buffalo. Forty nine carries, one hold. And miraculously, I mean, getting five penalties in a game for the Cowboys, that's like having none, basically, for this football team against good opponents. So let's talk about the penalties. Because Michael Gelkin put that out there, and everyone, oh, when you put us behind the eight ball like that, what do you expect? All the momentum was sucked away in the game. Argue with me about these penalties. First touchdown drive. Demarcus Lawrence roughing the passer, the forearm or the arm to the chest of Josh Allen on third and four. They got the stop, Gilmore versus Diggs, where the Cowboys robbed. We're going to go around the room for each of these.
5: No, it was roughing. It
1: was. Peyton? By the rule, yes, it was. It was soft, but by the rule, yes.
3: And Josh Allen, he's a flailer. Yeah, he's going to sell the call. But Tank made contact. Let me, let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. You don't have to think it was like a good call. But you have to acknowledge as something that like could be called, like we're not shocked that that was called. No, right? So that was legit in today's NFL standards. The Sam Williams roughing was that a fair or good call?
5: Yeah, I, I mean by the definition of the the penalty, it's a it is roughing. It is. It's at the very least it's running into. It, but I mean it's it's probably roughing.
3: Hey, pay. Yep. I mean he knocked
5: him
1: on his backside. Gotta call it. He ran right through. He
3: ran right through because he he had no other choice. That was part of my Sam Williams defense. Like he had to hit him because he was like there. Again, the miracle in that play is how he didn't touch the football or make contact with it. The only call that you could really go crazy about, in my opinion, I don't even know crazy, the J-Ron curse, unnecessary roughness. I knew that when the hit occurred, I was like, that they're gonna they're gonna throw it. They they just do. I thought that's the one where you could say that the Cowboys, uh, not, not even screwed, but that's the one I would argue the most. It was ticky tack, probably. Like,
5: like I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it was full on. They got screwed from it, but and that was second and nineteen. It felt a little. It, d- it did feel a little like okay, you haven't been throwing stuff all day, but you're gonna throw on that one. That just seems a little over the top. But I, I do think that for but, the most but part, curses
3: helmet. Did make contact. Yep. When a receiver goes high like that and gets splattered like that in the back, they'll say defenseless. I thought I, I, ha- I had an issue with that one. I'm not going crazy about it. It was outright, like, theft. Like, Chiefs fans would whine and cry about Andy Reid and Mahomes. That, to me, was the most ticky-tack one. Pepe, where did you stand on the J-ROM one?
1: Yeah, ticky-tack. I mean, it It made contact. It, it, it made con Like, he made contact. It was, head
3: you know, and... So let's just say that yeah. uh, let's just say it shouldn't have been called. For argument's sake. These big 3 penalties that everyone's whining and crying about, the Cowboys committed two of them. Yeah. In the court of NFL law, you're guilty. Stop crying about it. You didn't get screwed, you did it. And instead of placing the blame on the players or the staff, you take it somewhere else. Because you lack accountability. It's your teacher's fault. It's your kid's fault. It's the bus driver's fault. It's never your kid. Your kid's not the brat. Your kid's not the troublemaker. It's somebody else. It's YouTube. It's the cell phone. It's the internet. It's not Johnny. It's not Susie. That's how you sound. Every time you bitch and you whine and you cry, and this isn't new either. The Dallas Cowboys do this year after year under Mike McCarthy. Undisciplined. Big moments, they fold. But not your beloved football team. Oh, my gosh, you screwed us. Two of the three calls, and you could say all three were legitimate. And even if you got screwed in all three, the way that they played run defense and the way that they were helpless and soft and folded against James Cook, you still want to put up a fight in an argument that you were going to win that football game? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. I can't stand it. Yeah, and I think
5: that... I think the, the some of the issue that I know from watching the game with people yesterday, watching with fans yesterday, was like they're. It's sort of what you just referenced there. There were a few different times where I saw people go like, "That's holding." Look, they're holding. Why is that not being called? Why is holding not being called? <sighs> it, it's almost like now they they wanted more oh, penalties when when they haven't wanted any of them. But yeah, I think when you're talking about 49 rush attempts in the rain or 46 because there were three nail downs, but 46 rush attempts in the rain and you gash a team like that, there's probably a couple holding calls that just got missed. I agree. But I also don't know that it was a a symptom of the referees looking at it and going, well, I'm not calling that. Like a lot of times whenever a holding gets missed, it's because when they say there's holding on every play, that means it literally is happening somewhere and somebody's going to have an oversight.
3: If Chop was here, he would probably just repeat what I just said, not paying attention. But number two, (laughs) he would say it, it will even out. Not one Cowboy fan complaining yesterday remembered or would cite the segment we did last week, how the Cowboys benefited. I I went through eight plays. Eight plays in the previous game. And the Cowboys benefited 90% of the time. It evens out. You have benefited from 2nd and nineteen, third and 19 questionable calls. But when it's done for you, you put your head in the sand. When it's done against you, the league is out to get you. And Roger Goodell doesn't want the most popular and biggest attraction by far, playing in Las Vegas for the
2: Super Bowl. Micah Parsons on all the flags. I mean, super deflated. I, I think that changed the whole momentum of the game, changed the course of the game. Um, you know, they might get three on that third down. We get off the field, though, um, and they don't get any points on them next two drives We make them earn it. I, I mean, if you just told me... Um, I mean, I think that changed the whole momentum game. Forced our offense to be in certain situations, not letting them get into their full game plan and things like that. Uh, those those crucial penalties really hurt. They really hurt. And uh, time and time again, we come on the road and we face these crucial penalties and we just can't overcome it. That's just something we gotta look at.
3: Thank you, Micah. Not blaming the refs. Usually that comes from Mike McCarthy on down. The excuse making, point to the stripes, point to the referees, point to the officials. I'm glad Micah did not take it there. Star up for that.
5: Yeah, you, you get a star up for the post game, I guess. But man, it was that you. It's hard to legitimately to to with a straight face blame officials though when you get beat down like that. <laughs> and, and I think the players know that is that they got their asses handed to them. They got absolutely run in this game. And I, I had said yesterday. I've obviously you know we talked about it on Friday I had picked Buffalo and I picked Buffalo again in the pregame yesterday but I had
3: said Well I'm glad you stuck with it.
5: Well I'm just saying I said in the I'm, I said in the pregame show I was like I don't I, I'm picking Buffalo in this game. I would not be surprised if it went either way. I said the only thing that would surprise me is if, if either team blew them out. I did not expect Dallas to just get blown out yesterday. And it's concerning. But
3: that's not in Buffalo's makeup to run it down your throat like they're San Francisco. That's
5: the thing. You look at that when, when it's presented to you. It's in Buffalo's makeup to attack weakness, though. And they saw weakness, and they went, all right, let's go after this. And that's something that now that's been rightly established is that Physical football teams are going to look at you and go, oh, okay, we can just really rough this team up. Well, it's
3: a good thing they're facing a team that doesn't run it a lot this upcoming week. Thank God. That's good. Yeah. All right, let's unleash it. Let's go. Early early phone calls on the Boomerjacks Jacks Bar and Grill hotline. Oh, crap. 877-881-1053. It is, it is oh crap for you. They have the Dolphins.
5: I just realized they have the Dolphins next week. They do run the ball a lot.
3: Oh, I thought we just realized that we were going to talk about your boy in the offense next. Oh, crap. First hour all on the D. Don't worry, y'all. I ain't letting Roberto off the hook for Dak Prescott and another possible blueprint against this Cowboys offense. 877-881-1053. Cowboy Tolo calls for the 6 a.m. club after
2: this.
3: Here's fourth and five at the Dallas 48. Snap is back. They protect him. Prescott has the ball intercepted at the 40-yard line and tackled after about a five or six-yard return. And Benford came up with the first interception of the game. And Dak props. He tried. He tried on that drive three separate times. He finally got it done with the interception. What would it be? His fifth year? Sixth? Uh, could have been the fifth pick. Or sixth. 31 31-10 Buffalo. And now it's time to go after the offense. Not just the defense. Bobby Bell in Choppy's chair uh, as we'll talk about the quarterback and why this team looked absolutely confused and lost while trying to score. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com. Text line fan replay brought to you by Sirach Vodka. Dak was off early. Um, His offensive line allowed him to get pummeled. And either these receivers did not and could not get open. I've not seen this much Dak Prescott hesitation in a long, long time. When he's in rhythm, MVP. When there's hesitation, he's not seeing, using the legs. I'm like, are these guys just not getting open? Greg Olson throughout the broadcast was talking about a zone look. That Buffalo was going to, Bobby. Now, the Cowboys' success this year, a ton of it has come against man. Well, there were some PFF numbers out there. John Owning does a great job. He had put out some numbers before the game showing that the Cowboys, they were fine against zone and these two two deep coverages and everything like that, but it appeared like Buffalo's game plan was, you're not getting the big plays, you're going to have to run the football, which we know is a Cowboy question mark, and you're going to have to put together drives And the Cowboys looked as confused as they did in that Broncos game, the famous Vic Fangio game. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the
5: the man-match scheme that just absolutely killed the Cowboys that day. And then led to a lot of people just saying, all right, let's do two deep shell. Let's drop guys in coverage. If you guys can't run the ball, we're going to, you know, make you – we're going to keep everything underneath. And that's something that was, I think, expected, though, from Buffalo. Like, we – we talked about that last week. Like, Buffalo wasn't going to allow you to just throw the ball deep against them. They were going to play zone. They were going to,
3: you know, drop a lot of guys. They were going to keep everything in front of them. They used too high shell at the third highest rate in the league. But Dak against too high this year, six in pro football-focused passing grade, seventh in big-time throw rate. So McCarthy said in the post, we knew that was, that was what was coming. But the Cowboys have had success against it.
5: Yeah, I'll be interested to see when you get a chance to look at the game back. I'll be interested to see how open guys were. If this was a function of just guys weren't open, were they disguising things and throwing things off and making Dak hesitate? I, I don't know which one it was. Obviously, just watching the TV copy, but it did feel like they were taking away everything. Just when you watch Dak and the way he's reading the field, you obviously can't see down the field, but it felt like they were taking away anything that he wanted to do down the field and that it was all this stuff underneath and it caused him to hesitate. And the offensive line wasn't winning enough in pass protection no. to make a difference.
3: Let's turn it over to the Tolos. 6 a.m. Phone calls here on Sean and Bobby. Let's start off with Bob in Frisco. Bob, you are first up on the fan. Go ahead.
6: Hey, good morning, guys. Well, that sucked. Mm-hmm. um. <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of want to know. I, I don't want to get into a big tirade. I did that in front of my television uh, after I rifled my hat off at about 100 miles an hour at the screen from mm-hmm. what I saw. But I was kind of curious to see, because this is a glaring problem. This team on the road absolutely sucks. We're the opposite at home. I mean, polar opposites. And I'd love to know when, when Coach comes on the air with you guys, if we could find out. I'm not saying ask him this but like if you want to reword it what does he need to do as a leader and I'm not putting this at his feet but how do you change your team's mentality Mm. to where when they're on the road like the Rangers were maybe get the Rangers to come in and talk to the guy (laughs) this is the mindset you have because they're uninspired unorganized disinterested and they play with zero heart yeah I don't know if you have to challenge them uh, on the lead up to a road game, but something's amiss, and if it's not corrected, I only care about correcting the problem. We've got a lot of skilled players that, frankly, I expect more from, and I didn't see anything out of. And I'm not—that's not on the coach, but the, but getting this team to play with a little bit of heart is, yeah. and I'd love to find out what he has in plan this week. And especially on the very next road game, what he's going to do differently to get a different result. That's what I want to
3: see. Great phone call. Excellent points. Uh, I have nothing to say back to it, uh, to challenge or counter anything. McCarthy was asked yesterday, have you ever coached a team that had this kind of disparity home and away?
2: I think there's normally a gap. I mean, I, I know the last place I, that I think the record reflect that, uh, but it's about performance, you know, and, you know, you want to be hardened in these games. That's why I go back to this, this schedule, you know, playing Philadelphia, Buffalo and Miami. I mean, this stretch, I think this is a great stretch for us to to get ready for playoff football. So, um, but, you know, it's, we, we got to play better in this tonight. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all disappointed. We're, we're, we're disappointed with the way, the way the game went and the way we performed, starting with me, um, but we'll do what we always do. You know, we'll get to work, uh, you know, the game will be great and watched on the plane ride home and We'll hit it running mark. Get ready for the Dolphins.
3: Leon, you are up next on Sean and Bobby. Go ahead,
2: brother.
4: Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, they should call this show the Fairweather Fan. I'm tired of you guys always down on the Cowboys when they lose. Look, how many games did you expect them to win this year? I, I knew they weren't going to win them all. That's why they call it every given Sunday or any given Sunday. You can lose a game at any time. Leon. I gave them. Leon, gave them I, the I, Leon
3: you can have all the time after you respond to this question. Tell me how this next statement that I make is wrong and incorrect. Here's why we're we're having this opinion. The Dallas Cowboys will be the five seed. They will kick the ass of the NFC South winner in the first round. Then they will get eliminated in the second round like always. That's our problem. Tell me why I shouldn't have that type of attitude towards that outcome.
4: Because the Cowboys have a historic offense this year. Just because they lost a game on a particular Sunday, I didn't expect them to win every game. I'm a, I'm a true fan. I'm at home when y'all talk about. I'm him. Yeah. And I give them a loss or two because I didn't expect them to win them all. We have a historic offense, guys. You have to believe in that process. But, Liam, what about, about the way home? they lost
3: yesterday? What, what about the way they lost in getting manhandled?
4: If you any type, if you played any type of sport at all, and you've been any type of leader or any type of superstar, you know sometimes things just don't click. So we go back to the drawing board and we try to find out how to get, keep that consistency. We had a five game win streak, guys. That's consistent,
5: Leon. Leon, but here's I'm not
4: going to down them. I'm not going to down them with one loss. I'm okay, okay, okay. That,
5: that's fair. That's fine. That's fine. But Leon, when you talk about any given Sunday, let's let's look at the the good teams they played on the road this year. Buffalo. What happened? They got beat by 21. San Francisco, what happened? They got beat by 32. Philadelphia, they lose on details all over the place. If it's any given Sunday, how come none of these any given Sundays have gone their way when they play good teams on the road? They lose every single one of them.
4: It's a 17-game series. Like they say, we got to go home and figure it out.
3: And right now they're 0-3, Leon. Here's here's the problem. It's not any given Sunday. It's every given Sunday because as Carter just said, I, I, I told Carter, I said, I don't know. He goes, Fight through it, Sean. Fight through it. I said, I'm not even upset. I'm not even mad. I'm trying to figure out why. Hey, Carter said, and he would know about this, being an Oklahoma fan, because we know what the defense is in these moments. Not this year. Every year. We know the Cowboys will commit penalties. We know the Cowboys will fold early. They're front runners. They're finesse front runners. We know this is fact. That's why I guess yesterday I didn't get emotional and worked up. So, Leon, this whole week-to-week, your Jason Garrett process, no, it's year-to-year. That's the difference, Charlie in Springtown. Charlie, you're up next on Sean and Bobby. Chuck, Charlie, hey good morning. What? So, uh, you know, I thought the game was the play call was a little soft uh, early on. I thought they could have been a little more aggressive early. Uh, offensive line was kind of breaking down. You know, it was getting a little bit of pressure on. Dak, but you know, he was kinda not getting the ball out as fast as he had been the last, you know, five games. Yeah. But uh you know, I love to see the intensity out of Zach Martin. He stood up for Zach uh for Dak. You know, I love seeing that. But you know, that uh that fumble that they didn't challenge I really think hurt him. But we gotta uh, talk about that as well. Thanks for the call, Charlie. Uh we gotta talk about the McCarthy fumble issue. Um And his earlier point of Dak not getting the ball—that's what we're talking about. He either wasn't seeing something, or guys weren't getting open. That's why we have the Love of the Star podcast with Bobby and Broadus, Justin in Miami, listening on the Odyssey app. Justin, you're up next.
7: Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Huge fans of you guys. I appreciate you guys. I wake up with you guys every morning, and I just want to show my appreciation to that. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a a ton of storylines all week being spoken about. I'm sure on first take, good morning, Dak, Mike McCarthy, turnovers, everything like that. I want to speak about the interior run defense. Yesterday, Damone Clark, uh, Marquise Bell, Osa, and Mozzie, they got whooped yesterday. Simple as that. Blown, blown out of the water. (laughs) And, it, 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 it's very concerning to watch this team get into this late stretch. This is what the playoff teams are going to do to you. And the Dallas Cowboys had this problem in which they don't know how to defend these teams who just punish them at the line of scrimmage and the point of attack. Yeah. And I just want to know your guys' opinions on you know, our run defense thus far and, and how concerned you are moving forward. So thank you guys.
3: Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening.
5: Yeah, I mean, the run defense has been a concern now for several years. Uh, this I, I is mean, why I
3: fight with Choppy. This why I, well, I fight with Choppy for a lot of reasons. This why I fight with Choppy. He's just wrong about his football philosophy. Well, run D doesn't matter. It's a passing league. Uh, the middle linebackers don't matter. The D-tackle a waste of space. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. The biggest problem from yesterday is why it matters. You got controlled. You were helpless. You're emasculated. Even RJ tweeted, "This is um, this is emasculating." That's run, that's run defense, and that's power football.
5: Yeah, that's I what mean, we're talking about. And, and and we we can talk about the interior. The interior definitely was not good yesterday. But a lot of this also was done on the edges. Like they just destroyed you outside where you're supposed to be good with guys like Demarcus Lawrence. I, I'm just looking over the game log here and looking at some of the plays that happened. Uh, Josh Allen. Left tackle five yards. Uh, Cook left tackle ten yards. Cook left tackle twelve yards. Johnson left tackle seven yards. They were getting outside and getting anything they wanted, getting five to ten yards at a
3: time. Yeah, that's a massive problem. Everybody, everyone, not just the interior. This guy looked like freaking Barry Sanders out there. Ben in Houston. Ben, not Bijan Robinson. I was about to say. I mean, Bijan's in Atlanta. Ben in Houston. You're up
5: next.
7: I feel like they're not scheming for teams specifically. Like, I feel like they go in with the same game plan on offense and defense and watch film all week. And then even into the game, hey, look, this team's trying to run it down our throat. Guys, you know, quit getting so far upfield on the outside, inside. You know, set your gaps. Linebacker, set your gaps. Hold your gaps. Don't pursue the quarterback as much. Things like that. And I don't know if the coaches – are just not telling them how to do it, or they're just too gung-ho about trying to get their stats or whatnot.
3: I, I love that Dan Quinn was trending yesterday. Thank God, the untouchable one, the prince, the prince of DFW. Uh, Roe Purry on Twitter. Dan Quinn needs to own this. The Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Eagles, Seahawks, Bills have all taken this defense apart. It cannot be that DQ gets all the glory when we win and McCarthy gets all the S flung in his face when we lose. Preach! Preach! Preach. No one's dying. We continue with Star Up, Star Down, brought to you by the Big Green Egg. We got your Cowboys phone calls as well. And the Cowboys just didn't screw up my Sunday. They screwed up our Monday night as well. Next.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.